everybody. Welcome to Movie Mavens, a podcast where we watch or review two movies that are related in some way. We call it a spicy double feature. The films can be related through director, actor, plot, setting, even title. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Annie Janes. Are you sure? Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Carson Green, and this week's spicy double feature is Cha-Cha Real Smooth and Shit House. Both of these films are hyper indie films by upcoming director Cooper Rafe. Before we jump into this, though, into the dub, Annie, what have you been watching? I started two new shows on Netflix. Who has the time? Two? Well, here's the thing. I'll start with this. I started this show called Old Enough. Sounds bad, right? But yes, uh-huh. it is a Japanese show. I'm, you've had to have seen this thumbnail because it was all over my page. <gasps> Wait, is this the little kids who go to the grocery store? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the premise <Okay. laughs> is that uh, they're, they'll, they'll just pick a toddler in Japan, like as young as two. And so far oh. I've seen as old as four. And they give them a task such as go to the grocery store, which you will walk to, and you will get um, some like, you know, fried chicken, some curry, and some flowers for grandma. Wow. For example, in the first episode, which I recommend everyone go watch the first episode. It's seven minutes long. Yeah, I'm watching this. Uh Uh-huh. And it is so cute. Like this little kid who's still in diapers, obviously he can't even read. Is just like navigating a grocery store looking for the sweet flavored curry. And it's just amazing. It's like the wholesome content that I needed. That's adorable. I had no idea that's what it was called. I had seen that thumbnail for like weeks. I'm sure you had too, but I didn't even know the premise. Um, This is on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. So I recommend that. The other thing I started finally is Netflix's original Midnight Mass, which I've heard amazing things about. I cannot tell you. I can't even count on one hand how many times that's been recommended to me. It's a two-hander. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's it's made by the guy, I believe, who did like the Haunting of Hill House series, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Which I also did not watch, but I've also heard those were like good, not great. I liked the first season. Also, shout out, my agency did the first season's campaign. Oh, no. Which way. is cool. Shout out. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I heard there's like a one take, like a one er long shot in the first or second season that's like incredible. And after seeing the first two episodes of this show, Midnight Mass, I think I'm going to go back and watch those now because Midnight Mass is so good. Okay. It reminds me a lot of that Netflix series I just talked about called Dark. That's a German show. I don't know why it reminds me. It's just really, it's just real. Both of them are really well done, really well shot. Dark is shot a little better, I'd say. But uh, Midnight Mass, I don't know what it is yet. And I love the mystery it's presenting. We're getting to know like all these characters. The premise is, as far as I know, there's like this tiny island that has like a population of 127 or something people, really small. And Dang, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we're following all these characters. One guy just got out of prison because he like accidentally killed someone while drunk driving. He's Matt Saracen from Friday Night Lights, shout out. And um, there's like a priest who's new who's like covering for an old sick priest but it seems like he's not covering for him it seems like he's like maybe had something to do with him not being there i'm being vague i'm being vague Uh because a i don't know and you know i don't want to spoil anything and mysterious shit is happening on this island there's like a giant bird maybe some sort of there's some sort of supernatural creature but do most of the show is just a drama like ninety nine percent of the show so far is a drama, and then one percent of it is a scary is a horror genre, I guess. And first episode, great. Second episode, like I felt 
more scared watching the second episode of this than I have in a long time. And you're probably wow. going to think that that's ridiculous. Most people are when they go to watch this because the show, and I've heard that this the creator does this, the show hides scary shit so well. Like, it, mm. and it's so subtle. But we were watching with like all the lights off, a tiny little light behind the TV really dimmed. And I uh -huh. totally missed the scary thing in the shot. But Gus saw it, he was like, holy shit, that was freaky. So I backed it up and oh my God, I just felt so much dread. And then the creature Ooh, thing I love it, that. itself was like so creepily uh, animated or whatever it is. I don't know, I was scared. And maybe that's silly, but I'm loving it. I cannot wait to keep watching. Okay, wow, strong recommendation. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay, that's great. It's like the kind of horror I like where it's like a lot of dread and like creepy imagery. So far, I don't know yeah. where it's gonna go, I guess. Um, I, I would also say if you're afraid of horror, I don't think, I don't like, I, although I said I was the most scared I've been, it's like a sense of dread. It's not like, I don't know. I think a lot of people could stomach this show. Okay. You know what? While you were talking about that, you know what I just remembered? Hmm. And I want to talk about this again. Um, the pilot for Love oh. Lovecraft Country. Yeah. That was single-handedly like one of the best pilots of TV history. Uh-huh. And then the show was terrible after that. Yeah, the sp the pilot was so much stronger than the rest of the show. It had us fooled. The pilot could have been just like honestly, they could have added 30 minutes and it could have been a feature and that I would be satisfied. Yeah, that that show really like uh what's the, what's the saying when it starts strong and it's bad? Yeah, yeah, disappointing. What's a fun, yeah. quick saying I could use? Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't good. Uh, not good. I that reminded me. You saying that rem reminded me that I was also. I'm also watching The Boys. Are, are you familiar with that show? Oh yeah, didn't a new season just come out? It did, and like I'm uh -huh. not caught up, so I don't want to speak. I won't speak about it till I've wrapped this season with everybody else. But so far, so good. That show is great, and the pacing is really quick like so much happens in in an episode which i love i hate when tv and they do this they string you along they just string mm, you along mm, i know you know this mm. and in the boys like the way that the last season ended it like presented a potential villain but it's a okay. secret like we don't know that she's bad this character <gasps> and i'm like okay most shows are going to take seven episodes on this before the characters realize she's bad but not the boys the boys is like okay main character finds out first episode of the new season which i love so it's like where are we going to go from here uh-huh it does that constantly which i really enjoy this is the show with elliot page right no that's um umbrella academy Mm, see, they're one and the same in my brain. I think that is my bad. superhero or X-Men related. The Boys is a satire on superheroes and America and um, politics. It's just a big old satire. Um, it's really good. It's really dark and pretty gruesome. Gory. Gory. Mm. So that's, that's my shtick. What have you been Dang. doing? Okay, listen. I typically, on a typical week, I will watch anywhere from like three to five movies. Including the Movie Mavens movies? Yeah, including the Movie Mavens movies. Yeah. That's that's honestly amazing. I I mean, I love movies. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna spend my time doing something, it's gonna be watching movies. I love to watch movies. However, I have been absolutely buried in work. But let me tell you what I've been let me tell you what I've been doing. Um so I listeners for those of you who don't know, I'm a social media manager. I work in entertainment. And um I recently uh have been put on a TikTok account. So I've been watching a lot of TikTok, like a lot of TikTok. Like as a requirement? Like, 
Yeah, but <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But then you're just I there. Mean, yeah, and it's like, okay, TikTok, there's an amazing thing about TikTok where, like, I don't find it, I don't find this on Instagram, I don't find it on Twitter, um, what else is, like, face, like Facebook is dead, don't YouTube. go on Facebook, anyone. Y- yeah, even YouTube, there's this amazing sense of community, and, like, sense of, um, just acceptance on TikTok that, like, I don't find on any other platform, mm-hmm. and it's, like, it's, like, people and creators on that app, like, want to see others succeed Hmm. even if it's even if it like even ahead of their own success you know what i mean like it's very it's an extremely community driven app and like i i look okay like this is a very Gen Z app. Um, it's very Gen Z driven. Uh, I think a lot of the habits, a lot of the trends, a lot of things that happen on the app are Gen Z driven. And I just got to say, dude, like the kids are all right. <laughs> like I watching TikTok and like seeing how they behave and seeing just like their creativity and like their drive, their motivation, like seeing their like being able to put their inspiration and then just a muster up a little bit of creativity and then turn out like a really entertaining, funny, cool, whatever, mysterious video, 15 second video. Like I cannot tell you how excited I am for these creators on TikTok to start getting funding to make films. Like I'm so stoked for like the next 10 years of media. It's going to be tight. I was excited until you said that. I don't know why. I'm just like, don't let the TikTokers make movies for some reason. They're scared. That's wow. that like scares me. But I don't. But here's the thing. Here's the truth. I'm not on TikTok, so I literally have no sense of what it actually is like. I only yeah. see like mm-hmm. the really good stuff. Yeah. Or the cringiest shit. Uh-huh. Or this is most of it. People that think they're really cool and it's not. So, but this is, I'm not on the app. So whatever I see is just like whatever happens to pass me by. And yeah. I just don't, I cannot handle another social media. I just can't do it. I want the ones that I'm yeah. stuck on to die so that I can just stop being on it altogether. Wow. What a privilege. Steve. I know. I know. <laughs> it is. Because I'm not a social media manager. No, but I mean, this is a chosen career. So that's fine. true. Hey, I don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm glad to hear the kids are all right and that they're being creative. I, so like I, you know, like when I was a teenager, I was on MySpace and LiveJournal and like Tumblr and eventually YouTube. But it's like those platforms did not like, yes, I had some create creative outlet, but those platforms did not nearly have this sense of community that tiktok has like it did not foster creativity it did not foster inspiration where tiktok like these kids are like supportive of each other they're like fuck yeah this is cool like you're making great content keep going you know it's very like it's beautiful I feel like the, those other platforms do foster creativity, like MySpace did. Like I was learning to fucking oh, yeah. HTML over there, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> and Tumblr did in a little different way. But the difference, I think, is that TikTok is so much faster. You're just doing it more. Like MySpace is like, you know, you you set your profile up, but you you're it's there and it's set for like at least a week. Whereas TikTok, mm-hmm. you're just out there making. But it's cool. Like I think the the features of the app lend itself to like the community of it like just reusing people's audio all that stuff makes it more collaborative which is really cool so i i'm i want to bounce this idea off of you this is listener this is the first time i'm bringing this up list and now the listeners are in on this too i have been kicking around the idea of doing 60 second movie reviews of like the films that i that we don't 
talk about on the mavens Mm -hmm. like just doing quick tiktoks but like am i cool enough for tiktok but then i think like yes i am because i because like if you're on the app then like inherently you are cool it's not just kids on there either yeah no yeah well you know i edit tiktoks for kind of funny oh that's cool i didn't know that it's like i don't have the capacity to make any more content like that in terms of editing it but if it's like simple record yourself on your phone mm-hmm. shoot it off yeah yeah then like i'm open to that because i've been kicking around the idea of like posting clips from this on tiktok yo <gasps> so i think oh we should God. i think we should okay wow look at this new outlet alert yeah so <laughs> movie maven's tiktok coming soon yeah follow us on tiktok okay so i mean that's what i've been watching but like not watching i've just been sucked into tiktok but like i don't regret it and i don't feel bad about it and i'm not gonna apologize for it having a great time yeah yeah having a fun funky media expansive time (laughs) just me and my city silly little (laughs) media life (laughs) (laughs) oh god anyway well uh that's it yeah follow us on tiktok movie mavens podcast maybe or just movie mavens i don't know look us up shall we you want to jump into our spicy dub let's do it you want to talk about cha-cha real smooth yeah i can't believe college is over you have a job now we're not allowed to talk about jobs at the five minutes party so you either don't have a job or you have a bad job how much does a party starter get paid i wonder i have a bad job yeah Honey, I'm not just saying this because I'm your mother, but I feel like you're way ahead of the game. Who's that? That's a mom and her kid. Do you two dance? We're not feeling it right now. How about I bet you $300 I can get her on the dance floor? I will give you $1,000. Okay. Uh, Annie, hit me with some facts. Okay, this came out June 17th, 2022. It is streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. It was written and directed by Cooper Rafe, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Starring Cooper Rafe, who is 25 and was born in 1997, wrote that down, and Dakota Johnson. It has a budget. Wait, that's not true. I don't know the budget. I remember looking up the budget, not finding it, but it was bought by Apple from Sundance, like it premiered at Sundance and Apple bought it for 15 million. So that's like the distribution price. I don't know. Um, So I don't know the budget of it. Here's a description from IMDb. A young man who works as, as a bar mitzvah party host strikes up a friendship with a mother and her autistic daughter. All right, Carson, what did you think of Cha Cha Real Smooth? You know what? I think that Dakota Johnson is, she just is. She she is the moment. She is so beautiful. She's so effortless. She, I love the way that she moves her mouth. I love the way that like her eyes are so expressive when she's like in thought. I love just like the way that she delivers her lines. Like she's a wonderful actor, wonderful actor. I want to see her in everything. I want Dakota Johnson to be in literally everything. In fact, I don't want to see another movie if it's not starring Dakota Johnson. (laughs) Like, I love her. I live for her. The fact that I got to see her on screen for an hour and a half, I was like, okay, yes. Like, living. (laughs) Outside of that, I don't have very many positive things to say, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, But I would love to hear your thoughts. Oh, okay. Before we get into the negs. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to just address it right off the bat. Yo, I felt the opposite about Dakota Johnson. Ooh, yikes. I don't know, dude. Well, first, except that she is so attractive. Yeah, gorgeous. Oh, my God. Drop dead gorgeous. It's unreal. Uh Anyway. Okay, so that I agree with. But, and I don't know that it's her fault. But, like... She was, like, very robotic, and I mm. think that was the direction. Yes. Because then I see Shit House, and I said, oh, he wanted that. He wanted that yep. girl again. 
Yep. But no, let Dakota Johnson just like shine. I felt like he was trying to make her more robotic. Didn't work. And when I say he, I'm referring to Cooper Rafe, the star and director. And it just didn't work. And I was like, I don't think she was likable or unlikable. She's just sort of indifferent. Mm. And I was like, are we rooting for them to be together? Like, I'm rooting for her as a person, but like, I don't know. I just couldn't tell what the movie wanted me to feel. Uh, But aside from her, Uh it was fun, like, seeing such an indie movie that's, like, modern. (laughs) Um, Mm. Like, it had early 2000 indie energy with just, like, the music. It was giving Juno, honestly. It was giving Juno. There was one track where I was like, wow. Uh I don't even know if it was in Shithouse or this movie where I was like, they really wanted the Juno Uh people to do this music. But, um, so that was fun, but, like, it's sort of aimless. I think none of the emotional beats worked. Like, not it never got me emotional. No. Um... But that being said, like after seeing Shit House, I liked it more. It was more of a movie than that. Um, but let's get into more specifics. This is a coming of age story about when you graduate from college, what the hell do you do next? And Cooper Rafe is 25, mm-hmm. has graduated from college. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, what do I do? I guess I'll make a mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is the movie he made. It's just like. I'm like, can anyone just make a movie? That's how I feel. <laughs> I was like, damn, I should make a movie. This it's, guy's making a movie. Yes, I felt the same way. I, I mean, I walked away from it thinking like, what about this story gave me anything new? Gave me any new themes? Any even like new scenes? Like I've seen all of those scenes before. I've seen every single one, every single one of those shots I've seen before. And ultimately, you know, was it a story that needed to be told? I'm going to argue no. Um, like, what are we getting that's new? An autistic character, okay, but like, we're not, you know, like the story is not about her. She's just so, sort of like a set piece, um, mm-hmm. in order to move the story along and like make him seem more likable and like relatable and like compassionate. Maybe it was in service of his character. You're totally right. Yes. And ultimately, so was Dakota Johnson's character because it's like, look, I can, you know, I'm this like aimless, uh, 23 year old who 22 year old who just graduated from college. But look at this hot ass chick that I can pull. But it's just it's all it was and all just like the, old, the, the whole fucking movie, Annie, was written, directed and starring Cooper Rafe's ego. It Ooh. was called out it was it was for his ego and you know like we see this time and time and time again we see this over and over and over again of white men thinking that their stories are worth telling and then white men in these giant studios at apple think oh yeah this is a story worth telling let me give money to it and 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 that and then it just like buries stories that actually deserve to be told and stories that i want to see and hear and like be part of this is not one of those stories bro if this fucking gets nominated i'm gonna be so upset yeah because like and you know what it's fine it's a crowd pleaser it's harmless it's a harmless movie but like why is it getting the praise? I don't mm-hmm. get it. Cooper I don't either. Rafe thinks he's really charming and it shows. Even in yeah. the edit, dude, the scene where he just starts doing push-ups for literally yeah. no reason. And we like uh-huh. jump cut. First of all, when when a scene jump cuts like that, that means the director couldn't choose a take. Oof. And that means he thought that they were all good. So he wanted to use <gasps> all of those moments. And it was just him being silly and just being like, all right, let's go, let's go. All right, oh, I'm not a push-up guy. I'm not a push-up guy. He, and he's like, oh, oh, two. Okay, not good. It's like, that is so... And it just... That, like, was the window into his ego for some reason. For me, yeah. was that scene. Um, I think the only thing that, like, this movie has that is original and I'm doing air quotes here, is that he, Cooper Rafe's character is 25, and he has the hots for a 30-something who 
also has a kid that is like half her age. Like she had this kid super young. And for some reason he is into this mom. And I mean, also the daughter has autism and it's like, uh-huh. what, what were you going to say? Like weak? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, it's Dakota Johnson. So like, I also have the hots for her. <laughs> so it's like, who could blame him? Yeah. Yeah. That did do a lot. Yeah. You're right. Cause it's like, of course he would like her by her looks, but if someone is like, first thing out of their mouth is what, what, wait, was this shit? How? I'm getting these confused. Did she say that she like cheated? No, that's right. There was like all the women were just like talking about how she cheated on her husband with someone else's husband. Was it a multi? No, see, I thought it was Cooper's mom, Leslie, Leslie Mann's character, who also like she deserved way more on screen time than she had. Um, I would have so loved to explore that relationship, the the mother and son relationship, even like he was just a fucking asshole to his stepdad for no reason. Like we got no, we ultimately got no reason. Like there was no substance behind why he was such an asshole. Yeah, he says he doesn't like the stepdad. We never really saw why. He, he right. step had, had one shitty comment, but it's like, yeah, Cooper Rafe, all parents have those shitty comments. You just right. think you're special. So right. you like use this as a megaphone. Right. Right, and it's like, your mom is telling you over and over again, this guy treats me right. Like, what more do you want? Like, he's letting you live in his house for free. You work at the meat stand. Like, what is, I didn't understand what this movie was trying to tell me or what it was trying to prove or like, ultimately, even who it was for aside from Cooper Rafe. And that's my genuine, like, I walked away from it just like, this was a movie Written, directed, and starring the guy who this movie is for. <laughs> Oof. And, like, all the bits with the, the brother, like, at the end, being like, I'm going to miss you. None of that landed. I don't know. No. Mm-mm. And no. the wedding was, like, lame. And, oh, okay. I will... I'm going to do it. I'm going to judge your movie by its opening shot and closing shot mm-hmm. and by its opening scene and closing scene. What else am, is a girl to, to do? And, as is your God-given right. <laughs> and weak as hell. Like the opening shot is like, I couldn't even tell you. The opening scene is like young Cooper Rafe like, having the hots for another older woman. Like what was... I- yeah. It was just such a fast scene. I was like, whoa, fuck, we're in a movie, I guess. I don't know. It just didn't feel like a movie. Then the final scene is just him at a party while Dakota Johnson gets married, and then him and his brother make up, and then he's, like, dancing at a party. He loves to watch himself dance. Does he not? It was in Shit House too. Also in that opening scene was Leslie Mann crawling in the back seat to codify her son who was crying because he had the hots for an older woman. What the fuck? Like, if we're looking into a window it's in, in his soul, this guy is fucked up and he needs therapy. He doesn't need money from Apple TV+. Plus. Like, what is going on? I was, like, making assumptions about this man left and right watching this movie. I was like, yo, all right, First of all, his bar mitzvah paid for his first movie, guaranteed. Yep. And yep. then second was paid for by all his family members. Yep. And it was interesting that he was like down. It seemed like he like tried to make himself in this in Chacha Real Smooth like more of an asshole and then like make up for it by, you know, being nice to an autistic girl or uh standing up for his brother. Like Versus in Shit House, like he was definitely more of a three dimensional character in Cha Cha Real Smooth. Yeah. But, um, and you I know, know we're not the only ones that feel this way. Yeah. I just got to say, like, if I met this guy, and actually I know this guy, like, I've, everyone knows this guy, but like, I would not give him a second thought. I would literally, like, I would never think about this person. He is so unmemorable. The story is so unmemorable. Like the only, literally the only thing about this movie that was like, was Dakota Johnson, just like seeing her be gorgeous. And like, I wish she was more of a character. I wish she like, like what you're saying, she was very robotic. I wish that they 
like he let her be more of herself. And I feel like he let Leslie Mann be more of herself in that way. Like she was very cute and charming and fun and funny. And um, she had a a little more feelings or at least expressed a little more feelings than Dakota Johnson's character did. And yeah, you're right. I think it was the direction and that sucks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was like, sometimes it would be really natural too. And I'd be like, wow, this feels like real life. And then, and then it would just swing too hard and it would just be super robotic. Doesn't help that Cooper Rafe enunciates all of his T's. Did you notice that? Um, I hate the way his, he moves his mouth. Is that a thing in the Northeast where like, instead of saying mountain, you say mountain? Oh God, And probably. instead of saying button, button, you say button. Like Oof. every T was like pronunciated. Did he do that in Shithouse too? I don't even remember. I think he did a little bit. But there was three scenes I wanted to call out as being like very indie though. Just, I just wrote them down. Like, okay. The first is like the scene where they come out of the bathroom um, after she <gasps> With- just had a miscarriage, no less. Yeah. And they're all wearing airbrush shirts, but it's like slow motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To a song that was like so indie. That was giving like book smart. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Book that was cute. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Brother and uh, younger brother p- just trying on funny glasses for no reason. Very indie. Mm-hmm. And lastly, sudden discussion of depression seemingly out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you ever been depressed? <laughs> like literally like from silence to that. And I was like, oh, that's, I guess that's how you write a scene. I don't know. <laughs> it just didn't, it just didn't work. But it's also harmless. Like it wasn't like a strong hatred. I think like if most people watch this, they'll probably be like, yeah, yeah, that was fine. You know what? I'll tell you where the harm is. The harm is. Is who didn't get to make a movie? Who didn't get picked up by Apple? Exactly, exactly. That is a huge complaint that I have just about Hollywood in general is like, I want to see black women's stories. I want to see indigenous women's stories. I want to see like, you know, I want to see hardship. I want to see people who are totally underrepresented. You know, I want to see like queer black people. I want to see just queer people in general. And I got absolutely none of that. I got exactly, I got a story that I've seen a thousand times before. And, and I, I think that's harmful. I think that if, if underrepresented communities are continually not seeing themselves represented on screen, that's not, ultimately that's not encouraging for their creativity for like, for them to say, I can make a movie, you know? I hope that everyone that sees this movie thinks they can make a movie after seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. that's the what I got out of it, but I also was frustrated because I'm like I can make a movie except my parents can't bankroll it. So now now I can't. And that's mostly just the problem of like can your parents bankroll your first film or did they bankroll you going to USC? If mm-hmm. if neither happen, good fucking luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got TikTok. You can make a TikTok. You got TikTok. <laughs> There's always TikTok. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm ready to score it. Okay, go on. Five out of ten. Wow, generous. Uh, it's a the I'm giving one point for Leslie Mann and one point for Dakota Johnson. It's a two out of ten. Wow. Um I also never knew that her name was Leslie Mann. What did you think her name was? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that movie means a movie made with score for a movie for Cha Cha Real Smooth is a three and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cooper Rafe, let's see what you got. Back in time. Shit house. Why is Colin so hard? Oh, I love Colin so much! I feel like I'm just like floating ouch you're trouble aren't you i'm trouble you okay yeah i'm just not feeling well and it's super frustrating am i not allowed to sleep here no you can am i like keeping you up oh no no i wasn't i wasn't sleeping do you want to like go hang out yeah yeah i'd love to 
So you're a sophomore, right? Yeah. Did you have a tough first year? What do you mean, like, adjusting? Can I tell you a secret? I have zero friends. <laughs> like you could say, my roommate is a friend. Sam, we need to get up there. I ain't do nothing. Dropped a deuce in our room. Okay. But we hate each other and aren't friends. This is his first feature. So, uh, Annie, hit me with some facts on Shithouse. This came out two years ago, 2020. Written and directed by Cooper Rafes. 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to say that's because nobody's seen it. And it's starring Cooper Rafe and Dylan Galula. I don't know the budget. No, the budget is $15,000. I did find that. Um, I also want to point out that it was edited by Cooper Rafe as well. Ooh. What about Cha Cha Real Smooth? I, I didn't catch that. Okay. A lo- here's a description from IMDb. A lonely college freshman forges a strong connection with his resident assistants during a fraternity party. Okay. This is coming of age, but in college, freshman year. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Um, I thought that Cooper wanted to uh, tell a story about a nice guy being nice and look at how nice I am. I'm so nice and nice guys can do really nice things and I deserve all this attention and love and fucking boohoo. I don't know. <laughs> like it was, uh, it was, mm, cringe it was very cringe like i don't remember the last time i watched a movie that i like was actively physically cringing at it um you know i feel like the production of it was okay i didn't mind a lot of the scenes um i didn't mind like i felt like the lighting was great some of the dialogue was okay but ultimately yeah i'm just it was I wanted to see it while I was watching it. I wanted to see it from her perspective. I wanted to get her story because her story felt so much deeper to me. Like there was so much more substance in her character than there was in the Alex character. Yeah. Yeah. He basically like is a funny, great guy with a really good family whose dad just died and everything it's just so hard for him. Like I don't have any friends. Like he has no friends. And I want uh, a girlfriend. He has hasn't kissed naked except once or whatever that scene was. Um I thought that like the girl Dylan Galula. Her character, like she was I thought she was really good at acting supernatural 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 <laughs> and like i know i know so many women that are just like her yeah oh my god she just nailed that and like there was like a scene where she facetimes her sister and like mm-hmm. that was like a window into her perspective and yeah. and you're right when that happened i could have done with more and we like her we hear her whole backstory um during their like super long date and i i didn't like that like the next day she just like cold shoulders him without any explanation like what if like she had a reason for it and he didn't see it i don't know i don't know what to do with that it just felt like they that he wanted to turn her briefly into a villain or something for his sake it was just very confusing and not well done <laughs> i think it was like it was like as if we aren't supposed to feel it was like we want he wanted us to feel even more sympathetic than he had already set us up to feel like this guy is fucking talking to a stuffed animal dog and like his roommate hates him and shits himself in his room like we already feel bad for this guy yeah and now and now he's getting rejected by this girl that like he gets hyper attached to like this is like codependent vibes so bad <laughs> after one night right it's like you need therapy bro you don't need a girlfriend you don't need like like you need to you go do to need therapy friends. i will say you probably yes need friends. yes everyone needs friends but yeah. like 
also therapy. The fact that he already texted his mom about this girl and she's like, bro, after one night of hanging out in his mind, that's probably like really sweet and romantic. But in my mind, I'm like, ease up stalker like sir and i do ever sorry no go ahead like i do think like it was i would have been really hurt if i had spent all night with someone and shared about my father passing and they share about their shitty dad and like really opening up to someone and telling them i have no friends like i would have felt really bad if that had happened and then the next day they just like pretend they don't know me but everything else he did was just whack. <laughs> yeah, but then, okay, but then, like, this is perpetuating it, the idea that women owe you anything. Like, she didn't owe him time or attention. But like, she, she gl- are you glad she said that, though? What said what? She said that, like, to him. Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm right, glad she but said like, that. But like he was, he was just lingering, bro. He was just like, you know, we, yeah, we had this great long date and now you owe me even more of your time. And yeah. the fact that you're not giving it to me hurts my feelings. I think it was more like she doesn't owe you a burrito right, right. now. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was hurtful when she was with her friends in the convenience store and she pretended like she just didn't see him. That part hurt me, but only Mm. that part because I agree that she doesn't owe him her time or literally anything. Mm -hmm. But like that was like, and that reminded me though of being 21 or 19 or 19. Mm -hmm. Like 19 year olds don't know how to handle social interactions because now if it was us, it'd be like, I can't talk for two days. You know what I right. mean? We would just mm-hmm. say that. It wouldn't be right. this, like, she's so awkward, like, I got a lot of... Very on brand for that age and that kind of person. So it was yeah. nailed. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And I don't like that they end up together at the end. I'm like, I don't know. What did, what did you feel about that? Dude, I really did not... Like, I feel like the structure of this movie was really... Like, the timing and the pacing the structure of this movie was really off. Um, so, for, like, two-thirds of the movie is, like, two days. Three days. And one of them is, like, most of the... One night is most of the movie. And it, but it right. feels, like, so long. Right. Uh, and then, suddenly, we jump ahead specifically two and a half years. Two and a half. Um... And I felt like he did that because he wanted to wrap this up in a bow, which I don't, I don't always like that. And I think here it was kind of lazy. Like I would have rather seen like maybe two weeks later and like them having a friendly conversation and kind of, you know, just like easing into what, what seemed to be a friendship i would have much rather seen that but two and a half years later and then she's like do you want do you want to be my boyfriend that just like that was so i don't know that was so lazy to me that gave us no character development gave us nothing the way she said it was like if you don't go home for the holidays then you can be my girlfriend and i was like that's weird Uh uh-huh and I also thought it was weird when his mom is like, you need to stop calling us so much. He's just like extremely codependent, um, like needs constant validation, also doesn't know how to process any of his feelings inside. And so he just says them all out loud, which helps no one and like makes people uncomfortable and doesn't like move any conversation along in a healthy way. But he thinks like, he's he just, so honest, right? Right. He, right. He just kept saying like, why are you being like this? It's like, because this is how normal people behave. Like they internalize their feelings. They think about it. They feel them and then they can communicate them. Like you're just bombarding her with this is how I feel. This is how I feel. This is how I feel. And not giving her any space or time to like have her feelings. And, that but he wrote it in a way that was like yeah you're right i'm so honest i'm so nice i'm like i like you it's like no actually like you're you're being weird this is giving weird i will say that 
there was a little bit of like maybe some self-awareness because he does message the girl he has a crush on like over and over and over again. And we, I think as an audience are supposed to feel like, oh shit, dude, do not do that. Right. Uh huh. So like, I don't know how self-aware he is. You know, he reminds me of Dave from Lil Dicky from Lil Dicky. Uh, Lil Dicky from the show, Dave. Yeah. Except Dave. Wow. Is 10 years his senior. Also, Dave is a little bit more of a complex character. Dave has dimension. Dave has things that are not just like immediate needs. He is a narcissist, though, I think. Well, anyways, Dave, another conversation. Did you ever feel like they were doing improv? (laughs) Did you hear that? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. No. And... I think it's because I feel like uh, Cooper had a very specific vision for how he wanted the character to come across, how he wanted the character to be portrayed, both characters, actually. And so I think that everything was written. When did you feel like they were doing improv? There is only a few scenes between Cooper and the girl he was crushing on where... The dialogue just felt so loose that it felt like improv, but not even improv. It felt more like the worst improv you've ever seen. Um, Like written that day? I don't know. It felt more like talk about, maybe the words on the script were just like, talk about blank, talk about the Mm. subject. But it only happened a few times. And it's hard because that actress is like really good at just being so natural that it, yeah. it does blur the lines a bit. But um, I thought she was a good actress. That was oh, positive, yeah. I think. Yeah, she was great. Also, did we get a... Why did it see... Okay, the Uber driver, did he look like Tom Hardy? No, dude, actually. He <laughs> looked like this prank YouTuber. Pranks... <laughs> That my friend and I remember because, like, we had a mutual friend that was friends with him in L.A. Uh-huh. And we were like, oh, my God. I think his name is, like, Andrew something. Uh-huh. We could not, for the life of us, remember that guy's name. Couldn't find him on YouTube. I think he's, like, an old... I think he's, like, a YouTube pranker from, like, a few years back. That's fun. Isn't that funny that you thought it was someone, too? Yeah. I was like, whoa, they got Tom Hardy to cameo in this? I can totally like, see Tom Hardy. He must be rich. <laughs> uh also that the mom. Um I like her. I don't remember her name and I can't place her anywhere else, but she was good. I thought she was really good. There was this one conversation that they were having because he calls her fucking every day cuz he's a mama's boy and she was like He said, "I I just want to go knock on her door." Literally like hours after he left her dorm room oh my god you are unwell and um he says i just want to go knock on her door and she goes well go knock on her door and he goes but i can't and she was like i don't know what you want from me like i don't know what you want me to say and it's like yes mom if you just kept saying that if you just told him that like maybe some things would you know some things would click upstairs but it's just i liked her character i felt like the the scene that you mentioned of her saying, well, maybe you should call less. I think that was like, uh, that felt like a regression. That didn't feel like a character development for me. That like, again, I think it's because like this guy doesn't, the character did not, we didn't see him feel or process any of his emotions. He just kept saying them. <laughs> And that's weak. That's weak uh, writing. It's yeah. it's a weak character. We in that conversation too, where he decides to call us. The sisters in the car, like listening over Bluetooth, and we hold doesn't on. Doesn't say anything. We hold on her for so long. She doesn't say anything. You're right. And then there's literally no resolution to her character. I was like, damn. I felt really bad for her in that moment. Hmm. Yeah. So weird. <sighs> A very bizarre movie. Um, yeah. It uh, also it's called Shit House. What? 
It's not a good name. I will say he made a, um, Cooper Rafe made this like as a 50 minute short film. Mm-hmm. Tweeted it to Jay Duplass, and then Jay Duplass oh. was like, you need to make this a feature. And I think he kind of took him under his wing. He's like, hello, white man. I wonder now, okay, of a few months ago, before this movie came out, I saw Jay Duplass and Judd Apatow eating breakfast one morning. And I wonder if they were talking about this movie because Judd Apatow is married to Leslie Mann. Not this movie, Cha Cha Real Smooth. <gasps> Ooh, what if they were? Oh my God, you were right there. You <gasps> could have told him, don't, don't make it. <laughs> Just skip it. Nobody needs this. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm ready to score. You go first this time. Okay. Um, one point for Dylan and one point for the mom character. It's a two out of ten. I'm going to give it a, a three. That's nice. So the movie Maven score for Shit House is a two and a half out of ten. People like these movies, so folks, tell us why. Yes, I would um I would really like to know why. I also just want to make this point again that when movies like this are continually being made, it takes away it takes away spots and it takes away oh, what do you call opportunities? For people, for underrepresented peoples to tell their stories. And and that's not something I can get behind. I have seen all the white men's stories I need to see. Yeah, I've seen enough man stories. Show me a story about a boat. <laughs> <laughs> enough of this people business. <laughs> Honestly, like I could watch a full feature of Evelyn and uh, what's the daughter's name? Joy mm-hmm. uh, of them. Those characters just being rocks. Yeah. I could watch an entire feature length film of just them. It's time for rocks. <laughs> it's time. Oh, God. All right. Well, join us next week. We're going to be watching Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. As well as Paddington 2. Got some wholesome vibes going on. Uh, okay, if you want a free sticker, if you want a free Movie Maven sticker, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Send us a screenshot of that review uh, to our Twitter at MovieMavensPod or hit us up on Instagram at MovieMavens. Be on the lookout for Movie Maven's Twitter. Not Twitter. TikTok. <laughs> And I think that's it. Movie Mavens all the way out. Cha-cha, real smooth.